Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Yesterday we had some Eagle Scouts in the house. We have an older Eagle Scout, the voice behind the silver microphone, Cowboy State Politics, David Iverson. Let's give him a hand. Welcome to the house. Well, thank you, Albert. Thank you very much. <laughs> Here we go. High above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you once again from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. If I had to put money on it, I'd say it gave Albert Somers an excruciating pain in his side to have to say that. I have to tell you, my friends, it gave me colossal amounts of glee to watch the Redcoats applaud. Strange, though, some of them seem to have a little difficulty getting up out of their chairs. I can't imagine why. It's not like they weren't proud to vote the way that they did for an entire two months. You would think that all of them would be boiling over with anticipation to go home and tell their constituents about all of the fantastic votes they made. Like the killing of House Bill 66. That's the one that would have prevented any further vaccine or mask mandates. It's incredible how they got rid of that one. They added an $850 million amendment to it to make it impossible to vote for it. I fully expect that Representative Crago will be shouting that one from the rooftops. He's got a new nickname, by the way, and I am uncharacteristically innocent in this matter. I didn't give it to him, but it's Poisonberry, because he introduces poison pills to just about every conservative bill that he can possibly think of. And then there was House Bill 87. It would have prevented pornography from being in your schools and prevented it from being taught to your children. That was killed in the Revenue Committee. Interesting that you would send a bill that was effectively about education to a committee whose sole responsibility is to come up with taxes. I wonder why Albert Somers sent it there. It couldn't be, and I'm sure it has nothing to do with this, that Albert Somers was certain that former Redcoat Speaker of the House Steve Harshman, who is chair of the Revenue Committee, would see to it that that bill never left his desk. No doubt, Ember Oakley will be going home to Riverton to tell her constituents all about how she voted against that bill. And then there's Redcoat Andrew Byron. I'm certain that he'll return home to Jackson, pull that book from the young adult section of his library, and set up a children's story hour to read it to them. Why wouldn't he? He voted in favor of keeping pornography in schools. And then there's Uinta County's own teacher, Ryan Berger. I'm sure that he's just bursting at the seams to explain all of his votes on Senate File 133. That's the Student Eligibility in Interscholastic Sports, also known as the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. 
He voted against it all the way along until third reading when he realized it'd probably be important for him to be on the prevailing side, since there was no doubt that bill was going to pass. That's a trick a lot of these people pull. They try to kill the bill in the beginning, and then when there's no doubt it's going to pass and it would look really bad for them if they actually voted against it, they change their vote at the last minute. There's lots more to come on Mr. Ryan Berger. Maybe he shouldn't have scowled at me as much as he did during the entire session. You know, Uinta County is a pretty conservative place. I wonder how his voting with the Democrats 83% of the time is going to play at home. So many bad votes, so little time. While I'm on the subject, he took a lot of money from some very interesting people. Of all the people that Wyoming Hope gave money to, you remember Wyoming Hope, don't you? That's the Redcoat Pack who has ties to Western conservatives. We're going to have more on them a lot more later. Well, anyway, out of all the people they gave money to, the only people who received more than Ryan Berger is Tara Nethercott and now Superintendent of Public Instruction, Megan Degenfelder. I wonder why. I'm sure it couldn't be that he had plans to vote with the Redcoats just about every single opportunity he had, could it? In a moment, we're going to talk about the Red Star's legislative rundown. They have a new article out this morning. But first, a completely outrageous and entirely self-serving profit timeout. Are all of your toys, equipment, shovels, tractors, rakes, under a giant blanket of snow? Yeah. There's nothing like having to buy brand new equipment every spring because you left all of your expensive stuff out in that white stuff. You could have prevented this unfortunate circumstance by making one phone call to Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532. They're the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else. So if you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or maybe a roping arena or a giant warehouse, then give Nick and Jesse a call. They'll handle all the details. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. And because the entire state of Wyoming is covered under a blanket of snow, you are going to have to clear off the sidewalk in your little part of the state. And there's nothing worse than shoveling snow and having cold feet at the same time. That's why you need a pair of socks from the Buffalo Wool Company. They make the warmest socks that you'll ever put on your feet. Go to their website, thebuffalowoolco.com. Do it now. No, wait, finish listening to Cowboy State Politics, then go buy some Buffalo Wool Company socks. Coming on Wednesday's edition of Cowboy State Politics, an exclusive interview with United States Representative Harriet Hageman. She took a lot of flack from the Red Star, the Cow Pie, Albert Somers, and Redcoat Landon Brown. And on Wednesday's edition of this program, she responds. You don't want to miss it. Here's just a little soundbite from the interview. And here's the other thing, David. I never minced words about who I was when I ran for this office. And people voted for me overwhelmingly. 
I'm going to continue being the person that Wyoming asked for. That's Wednesday, only on Cowboy State Politics. And now, back to the program. As you might have imagined, the Pravda on the Platte has their own take on how this year's general legislative session turned out. I'll give you three guesses on what they have to say. To the Pravda on the Platte! In an article entitled, Lawmakers See Impactful Legislation Come Out of General Session, written by Jasmine Hall of the Wyoming Turkey Vulture on March 4th. And I quote, House Speaker Albert Somers said, As far as successes, I think the fact that we had one of the biggest surpluses and revenue of all time and saved $1.4 billion and resolved the budget in the fastest amount of time in my career, you know, that's pretty amazing. End quote. First, they didn't have anything to do with the surplus that was created. That's a result of the economy. When energy prices are high, we make a lot more money because we produce a lot of energy. Second, and I'm sure you've heard this canard, they didn't permanently save $1.4 billion. If they had, they would have put that $1.4 billion into the Permanent Mineral Trust Fund. The reason that they didn't is because it's permanent, which means they wouldn't be able to touch it in the future. Instead, they set up a series of trust funds for all sorts of projects and organizations and different associations. They do this so that they can have access to that money later. Let me give you a great example. Years ago, they set up a trust fund to build a new prison for $91 million. A couple years later, Steve Harshman had a pet project that he wanted to build, and so he went over and grabbed the $91 million that was earmarked for the prison and spent it elsewhere, which is why we don't have a new prison. Not that I think that we really need one. They like to call these trust funds coffee cans. You know, the kind that you put money in and bury out in your yard for future use. That's exactly how they look at your money. They don't really save it, even though, I mean, they're socking it away for future use, but it's not permanent. It's not like they put it in a permanent account that they don't touch and that they generate interest income off of. They don't do that with all of these trust funds. The other thing that they do is they create these things called tips. And those are cascading trust funds. So when the first one fills up, it tips over into the next one. And when that one fills up, it tips over into the next one. And the eventual result is you have no idea where that money is coming from, nor do you have any idea where it's going. And so when there's something they want to build in their own district, like uh, a walkway from the Natrona County football field into the locker room, then they can go over and grab that money. And magically, it's, hey, guys, look, I just found $20 million. Actually, I think the walkway was $2 million. But who's counting? Our legislators certainly aren't. Here's the other thing about that $1.4 billion that you've been reading about in the cow pie and the red star. The interest that's going to be generated off of the money that they actually saved is $65 million. But they increase state spending $110 million. 
So really, the net result is that they, they're spending way more money than they did last year. And all the while, they're leading you to believe that they took $1.4 billion, socked it away in the Permanent Mineral Trust Fund for use when Wyoming really has financial problems. Their lips are moving, so you know what they're doing to you. The other thing that you're going to be hearing is tax relief. Isn't that great? Martha Lawley of Wortland told the Wyoming Tribune Eagle she didn't believe they missed too many opportunities to improve Wyoming, although the areas she was most excited about were property tax relief. Lawley said House Bill 99 would provide significant improvements to the tax refund program and make it more accessible. Refund, which means they didn't make any changes to the property tax system. So you're going to get your tax bill for a gigantic amount of money, and then it's up to you to apply for a tax refund. They're going to try to tell you that this is tax reform. It's not. Reform would be if they actually fixed our tax assessment system. But they killed all of the bills that would have done that. The only thing that passed was an acquisition study bill brought by Representative Mark Jennings. Now the state is going to fund a study to find out if it's possible and if so, how beneficial changing our tax assessment system to acquisition pricing would benefit the state of Wyoming. Acquisition pricing would be you pay taxes on the amount you paid for your house. So that way your tax bill is not dependent upon what your neighbor does like it is right now. But that's only a study. They couldn't get anything of any significance passed. Back to the article. Quote, in regards to reforming property taxes in the long term, Martha Lawley was proud the legislature passed Senate Joint Resolution 3 with its changes. The resolution developed from amending the Wyoming Constitution to authorize a tax exemption for the elderly and the, and the infirm. That part didn't really pass too, too well. To creating residential real property as a separate property class. She said it's not immediate because it will go to voters in 2024 on the election ballot, but it does open the door to effective and meaningful reform. That is a big lie you're going to be hearing from every redcoat like Martha Lawley. If that constitutional amendment passes, and that's still a big if right now, the only thing that it would do is create a separate tax class. You see, right now, your house is in the same tax class as businesses. So essentially, we just separated out your house so that we can tax it at the same amount. It would still leave our tax assessment structure in the Department of Revenue, and it would still allow them to manipulate your tax rates. There is a big possibility with this constitutional amendment that your taxes would actually go up. And yet, this is what they're calling reform. There's lots more bullcrap that came out of this year's legislative session, but that's just a few of them. Just a couple of questions that you can ask your representative at that first town hall meeting that they're all going to have to set up. Well, that'll do it for this installment of Morning Reload. Have a good week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday when we're going to have that exclusive interview with United States Representative Harriet Hageman. I promise you, you don't want to miss that one. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics. <laughs>